Okay, so this week we're going to talk about hate crimes in America. Since the Buffalo incident happened, President of the United States, literally everybody was just, you know, was giving us a talking point that, you know, black Americans are still in trouble. Nothing has changed in the, in the past, I don't know, 50, 100 years, whatever. Jim Crow law is still around, you know, all that. But the biggest problem that the black America has is not white people. And I just feel so saddened by the fact that Really, nobody is helping the black community in the sense like building a foundation, you know, because everybody's still going, you know, in this belief about victimhood. They're like, you know, white people are out to get you. You can't succeed in life because everywhere you go, the system itself is racist. So how could you even <laughs> leave your house? You can't even leave your house. Cops are out to get you. You know, LeBron James, the biggest athlete in America, is out here saying, you know, we can't even go outside. Because we're getting hunted like pigs. Maybe. Did he say pigs? No, maybe he just said we're just getting hunted. And I realized the fact that like black Americans who make more than, I'm going to say 10 million. 10 million is like a safe bet. They're making over $10 million who don't believe in this victim mentality. First, I don't even think they believe it. I think it's like, it's a crusade and it's so much bigger than them that they don't want to like mess their pockets. They're so ingrained and believe in this idea that where they're at in life right now is just too late to say, hey man, I should change my views because changing their views means they have to destructure everything about them because majority of the time, these guys came from very much hardship. Let's just say somebody like Jay-Z. Jay-Z came from like the god dang streets. You know what I mean? From like literally the bottom, you know, his, his, dad, his dad wasn't around. It was just his mom. His mom was someone who's a lesbian who was lived in the black community where that's just not a thing to, to be. And also like, you know, raising her kid. Like she's a single mom raising her kid. And then her kid becomes a drug dealer, right? And then he becomes a great rapper. And then he marries Beyonce. And then he gets his, like he just becomes a great businessman. And now he's a billionaire. And just going through those steps, you know, can you imagine? And, you know, I, I always have to bring up the number because the number is a... Great, great way of looking at perspective wise. Blacks are like 13% of America. There are not that many of them, you know, and when you look at the hierarchy and when you look at just like, you know, the fact that this country didn't treat the blacks very nice in the beginning, you know what I mean? Slavery. So when Jay-Z gets to like one level, there's just less black people just by sheer numbers, you know, there's just going to be more white people per se. So him becoming like, let's just say a great artist, get to see like the world, and this is like early in the 2000s where there's just not black people, you know, in the upper echelon of economy, per se, especially in music. And then especially somebody with Jay-Z background. Anyway, so Jay-Z comes through that. And, you know, every step he becomes, you know, like a millionaire when he gets to like 100 million. And then when he gets to like a half a, mil half a billion dollars. And then when he gets to like a billion dollar, you know, what I mean, the, the, the road, you know, there's just not that many people from his background have got there with his road. And so every room he gets, I'm sure he finds less black people in there. And he's going to assume all this because of because of he's black. Not because of like, you know, sheer number. You get what I'm saying? Just the fact that there's only 13% of him. You know what I mean? And there's over 60 to 70% of him is just white people. So the ch just by sheer numbers, it's going to be more common for him to see white people. And that could turn into like people telling him like, you know, it's just this is because it's a system. It's made for these white people. 
No one's saying like, why is there no white politicians in Kenya? Why is there not white president in Kenya? No one's questioning that because we all understand the fact that like most of the people live in Kenya are black people. So the chance of black people controlling the majority of, you know, everything is quite high just by sheer numbers. Okay. But for some reason here, we don't translate that to that, to that way at all. It's, it's, it is all because the white man wants to put the black man down. Uh, anyway, I am going too on with that. But anyway, going back to what matters. So people are telling black people that white people are their biggest problem. But believe it or not, believe it or not, yeah, come get close, believe it or not, white people are not your problems. If you're black, of course. Black people problems come from crime. It's such a mundane thing that like, I can't believe people just don't see it. And I don't think it's very generous to the black community simply telling them it's because of white people though in the situation you are and ignoring the fact that crime is extremely rapid, okay? So one case that happened, this case about this 73-year-old man walking and these teenagers, or barely even teenagers, just beat this man to death. Can you guess the perpetrator? It was black. Can you guess the victim? Was also black. This is the biggest thing in the black community. Okay, this is a this is a 73-year-old man. This guy has probably been through that all the racism back in the like 50s and all of that. Okay? And he to get killed, to get killed by your own people, the people you Dude, this this has to go against everything he believed, right? This guy is probably somebody probably did experience racism hardcore. And I'm getting end up getting killed by a 14-year-old black kid. And it really hurt because nobody cared. You know, the Breakfast Club didn't talk about that. Charlemagne didn't give the donkey of the day of these kids. Still, nobody's talking about it. And not, not see NBC, Fox News, all of these. Nobody's, nobody said anything about this. So there was, a, there, was a, there was a letter written by the, what is it? City Journal. And it captured everything so perfectly how mainstream America has just no idea or just ignoring the fact that like, the death that's happening every day in the black community. Inner city death is wild, guys. It's it's wild. Anyway, and people don't want to talk about it because we can't do anything about it. You know, the white man, if they're not going to do anything about it, no one can do anything about it. That's the way everybody looks at this. Anyway, we're going to painfully read this. And I apologize in the forehand about my reading. Not the best. But I'll put the article at the bottom of the episode. And I really advise you to read it. You know what I mean? If you are somebody who's spectable about everything I'm saying, please take the time to really read this. The argument that I'm trying to make here is black people problem is not white people. It's crime in their community. Wherever there's crime, there will never be progress. There will ne- like in all kinds. Because think about it. People don't can't even go out, create anything, become social, become, you know, Aware of their surroundings. Anyway, I digress. Let's get into this article, okay? President Biden has been lecturing white American about hate again. On May 15, a day after 18-year-old white supremacists massacred 10 black shoppers in a Buffalo supermarket, Biden called on Americans to address the hate that remains a stain on the country's soul. By the hate were not named by race, but the reference was clear. Two days later, Biden gave a longer speech in Buffalo about attack. In Biden telling white America are at best indifferent to race slaughter of their fellow black citizen, 
We need to say as clear and forcefully as we can that the ideal of white supremacy has no place in America. None, Biden insists. Biden, exhortation, and moral clarity were the only focus impending a slide back towards Jim Crow and the reign of the KKK. I promise you, hate will not prevail and white supremacy will not have the last word. We can't allow these fill attacks to destroy the soul of the nation. We can't allow this violence, the present in tone, to be the story of our time. To confront the ideal of hate requires caring about all people, something that whites in their silence, complicity with, with the racist rampage apparently failed to do. Last week, remontrants were not new in an August 2019 press briefing. Then-President candidate Biden claimed that racism was a white man's problem visiting on people of color. White folks are the reason we have racism, he said. On November 6, 2019, the day before the press declared Biden president-elect has claimed a mandate to eliminate systemic racism. Biden carried over the conceit into the presidency victory speech, the same speech hailed across the political spectrum as unifying among the great battle of our time, was the still unaccomplished goal of rooting out systemic racism in this country. Millions of Americans represented what Biden called our darkest impulse. The Buffalo Rampage is indeed a horrific reminder of this nation's white supremacy past, a past that took far too long to remove beyond. Because of that history, white acts of terrors have an elevated significance over the other races assaulted. It's appropriate to be vigilant against any revival of such racial cruelty. Black anger is understandable as is their feelings following any such assault, that they remain under racial siege. But what is not justified, especially from the nation's political leader, is racial propaganda. Biden's recurring suggestion that white hate crimes are America's dominating reality are false. Whites are not the biggest source of hate crime and interracial violence in U.S. Blacks are. From 2016 to 2020, blacks nationally were twice as likely to commit a hate crime as whites. According to FBI data, among hate crime suspects who race and ethnics were known. You know what that means? That actually means that like majority of the other cases, there's a lot of cases I'm sure where the perpetrator's race is like not even reported. I think it was like early this year and last year, there was a lot of times where a story would come out and they just won't say it if the perpetrator was black. They just won't say his race. But if he's white or other race, they will say it. But they just, they literally are trying to redefine and say like we shouldn't we shouldn't even think about that we shouldn't show it it's not it's racism that's basically what they're saying it's racism to show the person's race anyway let's get back to this local data tells the same story in new york city from 2010 to 2020 blacks were 2.42 times as likely as white to commit a hate crime among hate crime suspects whose race and ethnics were known blacks in los angeles commit anti-asian hate crimes at 4.8 times the rate of whites in 2021. Jesus. According to LAPD data, blacks in LA committed anti-gay hate crimes at 7 times the rate of whites and anti-Semitic hate crimes at 4.4 times the rate of whites among hate crime suspects whose race and ethnics were known. Blacks committed anti-trans hate crimes at 2.5 times the rate of Hispanic. There were no white suspects in anti-trans hate crime in LA in 2021. What? Man, I'm here thinking, you know, uh, the media is telling me white men are the evil people in our times right now. You know, they're just terrible. 
But here, you know, in a situation where trans transgender is a very new thing, you know, and you would expect, you know, the whites, the Christian whites would not want that to happen. But here it says zero. They couldn't even find to compare any data from white to black. And they just went to Hispanic because there were zero hate crimes towards trans people on the white. It's, do trans people know about this? Anyway, let's continue on. Biting in the mainstream media and Democrat politician claimed that demographic angst is driving whites to prioritism of violence. As Biden himself said in 2015, an unrelenting streams of immigration nonstop was eliminating the white majority population share. If whites were lashing out against this immigration fuel shift in USA culture, you would think Los Angeles would experience a particularly a disproportionate level of white committing hate crimes. Since whites are only 28% of LA population and Hispanics 49%, oh wow, I didn't know that. But that is not the case. Black commit anti-Hispanic hate crimes in Los Angeles at 13.5 times the rate of whites. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so the more we go on, the more we notice is like, who commits most of the hate crime in America? Blacks. You know, the same group who says, you know, uh, Everybody hates them. You know, America is racist against them. And there's a lot of hate crimes towards them. But it seems like data shows otherwise. Anyway, the media and race activists sees on an absolute numbers of hate crime victims to argue that blacks are the target of disproportionate violence from whites. This is statistical sleight of hand based on disparity population shares. Take a hypothetical population of 80 white and 20 blacks. For example, where, for the sake of illustration, Blacks commit hate crimes against whites at a hundred percent rate, and whites commit hate crimes against blacks at one quarter that rate. Blacks would commit twenty anti-white hate crimes, and white would commit twenty anti-black hate crimes. Every black would be victimized by a hate crime because of the smaller black population, not because of disproportionate white offending. In the U.S., black commit the vast share of interracial violence between blacks and whites that is not classified as a hate crime, eighty-eight percent. Some portion of the gratuitously brutal beating and carjacking that have became even more of a routine occurrence in the aftermath of the 2020 George Floyd race riot undoubtedly have racial animus behind them. The authority treat black on white crime as unremarkable, however, rarely look into motives. Authorities almost always scrutinize white on black crime, rare as it is, for a hate enhancement, precisely because it is so rare. Maintaining the fiction of white hate crimes, dominant takes work. Video evidence relentlessly shows that blacks are the predominant torture of frail elder Asians. Media still presents the March 2021 Atlanta spa shooting as an anti-Asian hate crime, though religion, torment, and sexual guilt motivated it. In Dallas, Asian business experienced a wave of drive-by shooting starting in April 2022 and stretching it into May, with bullets being fired into Asian-owned establishment from a passenger car. On May 11, a man entered an Asian-run hair salon in Dallas and fired off at least 13 rounds, hitting three people, one in the lower back. The victim survived this attempt massive murder only because of the shooter's poor aiming. Police believe assailant is connected to the previous drive-by. Had he had been white, his shooting spree would have been on international story because he was black. It was barely covered outside of Dallas. There has been no hand about black hate. Teenage bullying is racially lopsided. 22 of last year, 
Four white female Catholic school students were riding a city bus home in Brooklyn. Two black male teenagers started taunting them and were joined by three black girls who beat the white girls up. Riders of mass transit in the cities across the country know the dynamic and keep their hands down. Had the race on the Brooklyn bus been reversed, the incident would have been a national scandal. Think the Covington hate speech hoax. Oh yeah, remember that? Remember the the kid who was wearing the Trump hat and the Native American guy came to his face and like beating the drum or whatever? And at first, like, we, we assumed this kid was being racist and a jerk. But it turns out the Native American guy came to hit the kid. He was being the jerk. And the kid ended up suing CNN, ended up suing NBC, I think. And I think he got paid. The kid got paid. You know what I mean? But anyway, let's continue on. The problem facing blacks today is not whites. It is black crime. In this May 17th speech from Buffalo, Biden scolded his white listeners for their apparent apathy. We have to refuse to live in a country where black people are going about a weekly grocery shopping can be gunned down by a weapon of war deployed in a racist cause. Biden may not have noticed, but sorrow and outrage over the attack were universal. Furthermore, awful as the Buffalo massacre was, it was almost sui generis. White supremacy shootings like the Buffalo Massacre are so rare that they do not show up in statistical in tidal wave of black homicide victim between the age of 10 and 34. Blacks going on about their quotidian courses in inner city area do have reasons to fear. But the threat is not from white supremacy, it's from other blacks. Typical mass shooter in America is not a white supremacy. He is a black and ethnically retaliating for a previous shooting or impulsively reacting to a current dispute. In 2020, more than two dozen blacks were killed every day, more than all whites and Hispanic homicide combined. Even though blacks are only 13% of the population, the country turns its eyes away. As the former Baltimore gang member said of his community, it's like a norm now. The black homicide toll will be higher in 2021 and in 22. I I call this I call this hundred percent. The def I, I again the defunding police movement. Anybody I mean anybody was involved in this movement in any way. This is you. This is you have part in this. I hope you're happy about it. Anyway, if you want to finish the article, I would put it in the bottom of the episode, and I really would advise you to finish it. Very good article. And keep it because they're trying to erase all this. They're trying to like <laughs> AOC is on Twitter talking about some guy talking about her booty. You know what I mean? And she's talking about what she get. I don't. I can't understand how there's no security for me about stopping the dude. The guy is actually the guy who's paying you as well. You know what I mean? What she is in New York, right? And New York is just having atrocious times of crime. Instead of talking about all these victims getting murdered. She's talking about some guy harassing her about her booty. What? You should be bigger than that. Like, you, you're representing so many people. One troll dude saying something to you. It's not going to do anything. And I don't know why you want the security to get involved in this. He wasn't harming you. He was just saying words. Not 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 like a words I agree with, you know. I, I'm not agreeing with this dude, like, harassing her or whatever. But, okay, like, you're in, a, you're in the public eye. You're bound to deal with crazy people. If this is what triggers you to this level... I would be scared for the people you represent. Anyway, that's all I got. I'm out.